Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One man who is making the world as oyster, um, he brought up 100 wins for the season this week, which is no small deal when you consider... A racing stable is a big business, and every horse is a miniature small part of that business. Is Stephen Marsh? Hey, Marshy, congratulations to you, mate. It's um, it must seem like an awfully long time since the start of the season, and a hundred wins. It's a lot of work from a lot of people. Yeah, thanks, Mick. It was actually uh, I remember you and I talking about it um, off air about well, it might have been about five weeks ago, thinking, geez, it was going to be a bit of an ask to get to the hundred. Um, and I thought it was, you know, we might have been sort of just under the pump. We really wanted to do it, and yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a good thrill and good, real satisfaction to to get the hundred again. Marsh, yeah, it is a, a lot of winners for sure. Mate, pe- people love numbers. Um, how many horses would you have on the books? I know they're not all in the stable at the same time, obviously, because some are spelling and some are being pre-trained. But roughly, how many horses on the Marsh Racing books? Well, on the books with the yearlings and that, we've probably got at the moment uh, 140. Um, we sort of cut back a little bit. We um, we sort of retired a fair few horses, um, moved a few on. Uh, so you know, we've always got around the the hundred and work at the moment, and we've always got around sort of you know 40 odd spelling, which is it's a nice number. Um, but yeah, I think like last year we might have got up to about 120 in work, but. Uh, sort of just around the hundred nowadays. How many humans on the books? How many staff work for Marsh Racing? And let someone say, for example, you've got two half-time workers. Let's lump them in together and say it's a full-time job. How many full-time jobs would you have under you? Yeah, you don't sort of have as many like full-time workers now. Um, but on the books, uh, we've got thirty-eight workers. Um, so look, some of them just come in and ride track work and. You know, the odd one just works weekends and that, but, yeah, a lot of them do a fair few hours. So, you know, we get up to sort of around 40 um, staff. So it's a, it's a decent-sized operation. It certainly comes with a few headaches, but, um, yeah, it's a look. It's a, it's a decent team of horses and, a, and certainly a solid team of staff, that is for sure. Interesting question for you, Marshy. You're a single man. You're not married. I'm not sure if you're in a relationship, but that's not my business. But a lot of trainers, when you talk to them or people who own studs, say, well, I couldn't do it without my wife or my partner. Um, and, and you don't have that person to do the books or everything that people do together. Is it easier to train horses as a single person without kids because you don't have those commitments and you can dedicate yourself to one thing, or would it be easier having a partner in crime? Now, there's a philosophical question for you on a Saturday morning. What do you make of that? Yeah, well, we've got a great team around us. I mean, we've got people, you know, helping us with the books. We've got Tan in the office running the show, and, um, you know, she's got help um, from Renee, who does, like, 12 hours a week, and stable books look after us. Um Look, I think having no wife, I, I don't have to sort of uh, make an excuse for I'm going to bed at seven o'clock on a on a Friday night, or or getting home tired from the races and, and getting called boring or anything like that. 
um, you can you can sort of do your own thing. I guess if you got kids, you got to be, you know, I guess it'll be good in a way. But you know, you got to devote a lot of your life to their them. But um, you know, this way you can you can run row your own boat. You can you can be at the stables for as longer hours as you like, and you're not upsetting anyone. And yeah, I, I think it probably makes it easier being single, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's hard to get married when you're shy, Marsh. I know you struggle to meet people and you need to come out of your shell. But, mate, I'm, I'm in Cambridge tonight. I'm happy to take you out for a beer if you want. <laughs> you're not really my type, to be honest. But <laughs> I didn't mean in no, that anyway, capacity. I, I, I was thinking more as a wingman, you idiot. <laughs> now, no, let's, um... let's talk about horses because this is getting very tangential. Um, who's the best horse on the property? Who's the best horse Marsh Racing have at the moment? Look, we've got... Um... We've got a lot of, well, we've got a lot of really nice horses. I mean, you know, we've got some lovely sort of older horses. You've got your, you know, your Mazzolinos. Um, we've got, like, a lot of, hard to say one. Like, we don't have a um, a, a real headline act at, at this stage. Um, Ula Nova, I mean, she's gone to Australia for the spring, so she's no longer with us. We, we would have said her, you know, Group 1 winner, um, you know, she looks. She obviously looks very exciting. Um, we don't. We, that's one thing we're probably lacking in the stable as a as a headline act. But I think we've got the quality of horse coming through. Like we've got a lot of really. I, I think we've got an exciting lot of uh, two rising three. Like your glamour tycoons, um, your Cadigos, the Matador burned a shine. Um, even a horse like Mow It Down one start for a fourth. And you know a lot of nice older horses coming through. Um, so I, I think this year, like last year, we sort of you know we we had some nice horses, but I think this year we're going to have some really proper liners coming through. You know, mate, a couple of the big trainers are, are setting up satellite stables in Australia. Your good mate Andrew Forsman's got one, and and a bigger one at Cranbourne for Tiako. Is that something you would look to do, or are you happy having the mini raids or or sending them across to other people for mini campaigns? Yeah, I'm. Um, it's, thing, it's something I've thought about, you know, sort of a lot over the last couple of years. No, I'm not going to set up a satellite stable. Um, I I think, you know, I'd rather, you know, target the right horse at the right, even the right state. If I've got one for Brisbane, one for New South Wales, one for Victoria. Um, I think I'd rather sort of do the mini raids as we like you know we know most people and um in most states where we can get a box it's easy to travel them and look i'd, I'd rather put sort of a hundred percent commitment uh, to new zealand and 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 do the raids as as we go i think it's um it probably suits the way we do things better mark walker is sitting up a stable at cranbourne so he's going to have 20 horses offshore that could well be 40 now that means he'll train less winners here does that give you any aspirations? Because a couple of years ago, you ran Jamie pretty close to try and win the premiership because you are solid hundreds. It's good numbers. Mark's obviously got ginormous numbers, but that would seem to pull back a little bit. Or do Tiaka just have too much firepower for you to beat them? I think they've got a hell of a lot of firepower. I mean, you know, they buy big at the sales. Um, they've always got massive numbers. I think uh, I think realistically they'd want to have a team of seventy or eighty over in uh, Cranbourne and really um, lighten the numbers here. But look, they're they're a massive operation and hey, they're they're flying. Um, certainly can't take anything away from them. Um, they're very hard to catch and 
yeah, unless they sort of turn their focus to Australian racing, it is going to be uh, awfully hard to beat them. But as long as we sort of keep on improving every year, um, who knows? It could happen. We know around yearling sales time, whether they're here or there, Australia or New Zealand, you end up with horses on the website and people can buy into those horses. What about right now? Say somebody's listening to this show and they go, oh, he seems like a decent bloke and, and I wouldn't mind having a horse with Stephen Marsh. Do you have any horses on the books now people can buy into or is that more of a seasonal thing? No, it's not really. Um, like we've just, a couple of weeks ago, sold our last yearling from Caraca, which um, we had one filly that took a little bit longer to sell and hey, so I've heard the, uh, the last one's always the best one. So, um, look, there's always something like, you know, I get the odd person ring me. We buy, still buy the odd um, horse privately out of the paddock. Um, there's always the odd share come up in a, in a, in a racehorse in the stable. It's never, you know, it's not, not as easy and they're not as common to come over um, rather than, the, you know, the, the yearling sale or the, or the um, ready-to-run sale. But often people will, will ring and want to share. And look, there's even... Um, you know, we leased a lovely horse, uh, a um, Satona Aladdin out of Passchendaele that's uh, won his last two trials, just leased him out of the paddock not too long ago, and, and he looks very exciting. And there's always, uh, you know, always something available, um, whether it be straight away or, or a month's time. But, yep, no, um, yeah, you know, I can always get hold, and we, uh, we always put them down and, and find them something at some stage when the right one comes up. Mate, you're doing a hell of a job. It's, 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 it's a massive business. I've dealt with some of the biggest stables, and the, the, the numbers are huge. What's the one horse we, the listeners, the punters, should follow in 2023-2024 from marsh racing? Well, I'll tell you what. One horse that just, just had a jump out uh, yesterday. He's only right, right down in the um, he's rising four. Um, he's, you know, he's down in the down in the ratings. A horse called Financia, I think, is very exciting, and I'm thinking he's going right through the grades to the top. That's the one horse I would put the big ring round. Mate, can you train a winner today? Have you, have you got any horses racing anywhere today? Yeah, um, got two, and I really like a horse called Antrim Coast. He's a little bit green and new, but. Small field, um, I think he can get the job done in the second for that Tarana. Okay, just in that race, it looked like the favourite might scoot along in front. Is the case, is the idea to try and stay handy enough to it and beat it in the straight? I think so, yeah. It looks like from, uh, I think it's drawn barrier one, it'll it'll probably lead. We'll, we'll sit off that hopefully and, yeah, hopefully he can get over the top of it. But he's a, he's a nice horse going forward. Mate, congratulations on, on a great year. I know the family be very proud of you and you're proud of lots of your staff down there, mate. Um, yeah, raise the bat and, uh, yeah, we might see you in Cambridge tonight, Marshall. I'll try, I'll try and do my best to find someone to be nice to you. I'll, I'll do my best. Oh, you're a top man, Mick, and I yeah. uh, appreciate it. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> it's Stephen Marsh who's on the market. <laughs>